And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. this. Did I unplug you? Who did I unplug? Are you not working? Up, oh, I unplugged Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he unplugged me. Hate he that did. when you get unplugged. There you go. He didn't. There you go. He didn't want me to hear. No, we were going to talk about him. Remember? Well, now he can hear us. I hope you're happy now. All right. Well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. It's going to be another pretty day here. What a beautiful day. And Millburgers, Calvin. What kind of dog is that? Is that? It almost kind of looks like a Westie from here, but not quite. It's underneath the table. Well, you you, you can't see it because of the tree. She'll come this way. All right. Well, Millburgers is absolutely gorgeous today, and uh, there's lots of uh, things to participate. Fewer trees than last weekend. Well, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks like there's about 15 left. Yeah. So if you, want... it's amazing, the 15 trees that various different sizes, and they all look still look good to me. Yeah. Yeah. When they put them in that water like they do, uh, that keeps them good. All the way out. People are uh, people are buying Christmas trees earlier and earlier. Yeah. So it's uh, it's more impo- it's more important to uh, it's very important that they stay in water. What's your what's your motto, Milton? It's not my motto. What? I'm not going to take credit for it. Oh, I'm giving you credit for it, man. No, it's okay. You can you can you can have all the credit. Keep their butts clean and wet. Yeah, that's your treat. That's, that's the motto. Yep. You don't like that? No, I just don't want to take credit for <laughs> you. I mean, you thought of it and have been saying it for years. And yeah, when I put the first put that in the newspaper, how'd they, uh, how'd they react to that? I got a call from my editor. Did you? Well, I don't know what the hell is wrong with it. Well, you get so many calls from your editor. Well, yeah, you, you, you ignore them almost by... weekly. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder how Sam's doing. Uh, I had a good editor. He he and he and I were good buds after that many years. I don't know how many years it was. But anyway, uh, I hope he's doing well. Uh, anyway, the uh, let's see, we're talking about Christmas trees, but guess what's on sale this week? Living grow- container-grown Christmas trees? No. Oh, okay. Poinsettias. But they, but they are on sale, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, the poinsettias are on sale? Yeah, six-inch floor. floor. Florist grade, regularly nine nine nine. Okay, almost. <laughs> but on sale for seven eighty eight. Yeah. Now that's a six inch. Now the ten inch hanging baskets are tw- regularly twenty four ninety nine. Those are the big pretty baskets. And they're on sale for eighteen eighty eight. Wow. And the poinsettias are spectacular. Yeah. And if you want to know how to grow them or how to take care of them. What? All you have to do is get Calvin's, uh, get today's paper. And Calvin's article is about uh, keep Christmas blooming into 2021. And if you notice that we... Are talking about a, at least a six-month life 
Yeah. The old, in the old days, we used to <laughs> say four months and then hold our breath and hope that people are, can do it. And that's, but what, it's, that's what people water and ride yeah. and taken care of. That and, uh, but the, the, the new uh, selections oh, yeah. are so improved and uh, <laughs> makes it much easier. And then, of course, uh, Jerry's work on the ice cube watering makes a big <laughs> difference, too. You can you can do so much with uh, Point City. There's so yeah. many wonderful displays and right. and uh, models and uh, what do they call that with the exhibits? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And if one of them still have that big Christmas tree exhibit, what was that North Star Mall? You know, the, no, I don't remember the, that they had poinsettias in a. Oh, a sure. Christmas tree. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. In the shape of a tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember where that Those is. Those are spectacular. Yeah, yeah they're, beautiful. they're a beautiful plant. And uh, relatively easy to take care of. Yep. Lasts for a long time. Yep. Yeah, so uh, get that column. <laughs> and there, there's, uh, for those of you that don't get the Express News, we've got the similar work in the plantanswers.com yeah you, all you have to do is type in poinsettias mm-hmm. and uh, you'll see all the our articles that I've written and Calvin's written and I guess that's it yeah now <laughs> yeah if you uh, go further in the article today guess what plant is mentioned what 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 zinnias cyclamen and uh Trace is always talking about the hard to find the white cyclamen and the red cyclamen. Yeah, but he but found them. They are over there. They're spectacular. Yeah. They let that, that sun glow through that that red color. It's just hard to, hard to match that. What a beautiful color that is. Intense. Now, those cyclamen, we talk about them in this article as an indoor plant. And, and they they work very well as an indoor plant. I kind of stumbled on that. Well, I knew that we used them for uh, hospital visit mm-hmm. uh, gifts. Uh, but then I was trying to figure out a way to that you wouldn't have to start over with cyclamen every year. So we, <laughs> my wife and I took some in. And those things got bigger and blooming and bloomed. just kept blooming all the time. So they're, they're, they're a wonderful indoor plant if you want it for a gift. And uh, now they're still on sale. Yeah, they start. They started out as an indoor plant. Yeah, I think, I think the one that the florist used to sell is a little different than the ones we sell now. They well, there's, uh, there's quite a quite a, a lot of choices there in colors and shape flowers, but uh, they they work well for an indoor plant. And you can't beat, you know, if you're making a little. A visit to somebody, maybe, uh, of course, if you're going to be very careful with your mask and everything. But uh, here at Millburgers, they're, they're selling for 5 for $25. All right. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Uh, regularly five ninety nine each. Even that is a pretty nice yeah. holiday gift. Yeah, that really, you can... You get well. What's nice, like weather like this, and it's supposed to get warmer later on, right, Mister? Yeah, seventy-one today is a high, and that's about the time we're getting off the air. I think. Well, yeah, this is this is cyclamen weather. Yeah, and, we, uh, we talk about poinsettia. You don't want to 
out in the, you know, where the sun blasts in them. Of course, you don't want the sun blasting cyclamen either. They're a shade plant outside. But they like this, uh, the cool weather. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the poinsettias could take direct sun at this time of the year. I yeah. think it can. Well, there's, I know if they're, uh, well, in the they've been sitting there all year. <laughs> they're they, in, the, in the greenhouse all, before you get them. But uh, they, they've they got cooling pads in there. But I, I don't think 71 <laughs> bright sun will hurt Yeah. Well, take them for, uh, <laughs> you know, three or four months for the indoor. And then, oh, uh, yeah. And then uh, experiment with them for the rest of the time. Oh, you you thinking people are not going to throw them away, are you, Kevin? I, I've seen it. It amazes me. I I think there's people that that have them accumulated. Oh, yeah. Patios with three or four of them out there from past years. and uh, I was telling you about going by Forrest Appleton the last weekend, and uh, he had something to show. He said, let me show you this in the backyard. And I walked down there, and he had, they had, had his last year's poinsettia in between, uh, in the shade uh, of a live oak, and uh, planted between uh, the live oak uh, roots. So uh, probably down in a, in a little. Kind of like we'd see in Mexico in a yeah in a park or. <laughs> in a, a landscape. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw a poinsettia in the wild, you know, growing natively, was uh, in Mexico, uh, lower Mexico. And uh, uh, we were riding along there, and I looked out there and saw that poinsettia, and I about jumped out of the car. And then, as we traveled further, they're all over the woods out of there. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mr. Doctor, uh, see, I guess he was a doctor. Porn set. Oh, really? Brought him back. That's where it came from. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's a write-up on PlantAnswers.com. Oh, okay. That talked about how he brought him back, and uh, the the company Eki, E C K E, I think, uh, took them and and developed them throughout the years. I think AK is sold now, but uh, they're still producing the nice poinsettia. Well, and they're, and they're just—they're better. They're better, if not every year, they're better every decade. Uh, such as oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And then the colors—you, uh, <laughs> we're—I just fascinated by the this, the red color this year. Yeah. How could it be any better than the reds that they've had? <laughs> but it is just a. Another one of the glow-in-the-dark. Yeah, of, that uh, woman with the dog. She had, Was that a white poinsettia? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, I couldn't tell. It, it didn't have the, the exact oh, I didn't, I didn't see her. Oh, you didn't see her? Oh, she had a, oh. I was the one that had the West E. I was just saying. Uh, looking at the dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, they, they're good. Uh, uh, it's interesting. The grower, I, I know the grower of these poinsettias, and uh, every year they get in new colors and new selections to look at and they test them kind of like we test our tomatoes and 
everything else, and uh, they of course they grow them along the with the regular poinsettia. And it's amazing how some of them are real bad, and some of them are killer good. And so they 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 order the good ones for next year, kind of like we do our rodeo tomato. Yeah, what a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that poinsettia deal has come a long way since it was first introduced. People don't realize it was it. It wasn't introduced when did we first started having poinsettias on the market. Thirty uh, years ago, thirty-five hmm. years ago. Well, I know it was. Uh, Look up poinsettias. Thirty. Uh, <laughs> well, well, at least it was at least thirty. Let's see. When did I get here? Eighty-nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But anyway, uh, they're yeah, they're a great plant and uh, relatively getting easier to take care of, but uh, make a great gift. Yeah, and they've uh, the researchers have done a good job in uh, uh, finding out which what media they grow in and things like that. <laughs> I always think back to Mr. Peterson, the guy that I, we used to work with, when they first started growing poinsettias out there. Uh, Paul Cossop and uh, uh, Rodney Peterson, <laughs> Mr. Peterson's son, uh, they were experimenting. And at that time, I had just discovered Osmocote, slow-release fertilizer. And uh, I was telling uh, Mr. Peterson, I said, uh, you ought to put that in your mix. He said, oh, no. <laughs> said, we we uh, we, fer- we fertilize every time we water, in the water. I said, okay. He said, but I tell you what, we'll give it, we'll te- do a test. And they did their regular mix, which had sand in it. And they did a... Uh, I think Terry Wilburn was here then. Back, he was the second county horticulturist here. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they did a test where they used their regular mix uh, that they put in the peat pots, and they used uh, I don't know a purchase mix, and then they had a, a loose mix that they formulated, and. And then one of the loose mixes that they formulated, they put it in Osmoco. And about <laughs> about uh, a month later, because they started with cutting, a month later he called me out there and said, look at this. And the difference was just astounding. What was the, the, the Osmoco and the slow-release fertilizer? Was, uh, I mean the Osmocote and the uh, water water soluble fertilizer. What was the performance difference? I mean, it was just more nitrogen released. Or yeah, did... yeah. Uh, the, the 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 concept is uh, when you're just fertilizing with water with the water soluble fertilizer, uh, when the plant dries, it it's won't nitrogen. Yeah. And Osmoco takes those slacks up, so it's never out, run out of nitrogen. And uh, it grew. The mix made a lot of difference, the loose mix, which is in points that is now. And uh, also the Osmoco made a big difference. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. 
I don't know um, if this is the information you're looking for. If you remember when poinsettias were introduced. Yeah. Poinsettias were introduced to the United States in 1825. Get out of here. That was before Calvin. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few years. A few years, but that's it, yeah. Uh, while let's see, by Robert Joel Poinsett. There you go. While serving as the first U.S. ambassador yeah. to Mexico, he had occasion to visit uh, Taxco, uh, and unless uh, he he probably unless it's they, I, I don't know if the X is silent or not. Okay. And found the plants growing on adjacent hillsides. Yeah, they're all over the place. That's according to Aggie Holder Culture, the history that, of the Poinsettia production. Yeah, cool. And that's a. Uh, <laughs> That that guy uh, had the foresight to see. Yeah, that they would that they would be a potential. All right, we're going to oh, brought it back. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight. Oh wait, wait, I for, I forgot. I didn't see this, Bill. Let's go to Bill real quick. Sorry, sorry there, Barry. I'm messing you up. I didn't see that we had Bill. We're using a different system today. Oh, is Bill still on the line? Yeah. Bill, are you there, Billy? I'm here. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Billy. Our Billy. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on, Billy? Uh, I have some Christmas cactus that always bloom red, and <laughs> but for, but for some reason they're blooming white with pink centers this year. What's not unusual for some to bloom white, but why would they bloom red one year and, and white the next? What is that? Which kind of plant? Oh, kept uh, cactus. Uh, oh, Christmas the... cactus, uh, and they're blooming what now? They're, they're blooming. White with pink centers. Pink centers, and uh, they're usually solid white. No, they're usually solid red. Huh. Okay. Uh, now, now it's and there are <laughs> how many dis, uh, are they distinct plants? Are there a bunch of them? There a mass of plants there? Hey, we have are massive. They, we have massive plants, but only one of them is blooming, and it's the one that's blooming white with 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 pink centers. Hmm. It could it could have formed a sport. Uh, does the the one that's blooming with that white and pink center? Yeah. Does it come out at at the ground level? Out, uh, in other words, from the roots. Uh. Yeah. They're in containers. Yes. Okay. But this one by itself in a container? Uh, no, there's several in the containers. Oh, okay. And uh they're all the all the all the plants about the same size? Yes. Okay. Uh it could have uh thrown off a sport or a, ch- a different color. I imagine in the breeding they have uh the white with white with a pink center in there. Well, I, I did some research, and I saw those all right, but uh, the fact that it blooms one color one year and one the next year is what puzzles me. <laughs> well, well, now, uh, Billy, I know you're chronologically matured, but uh, could could we have a memory problem here, Billy? No, no, no memory problem. <laughs> well, this, this is not me. This is my wife's project. Oh, okay. Uh, 
The uh, way to prove that, or, or if it's a sport, it should come true from uh, cuttings. So you can break, after they finish blooming, you can uh, uh, break some pieces of that uh, plant off, uh, Christmas cactus, and grow it and see if it does the same thing next year. And you can even break... You can that's even experiment. That's where they came My from theory fish. is, Billy, that there, there's potential more than one distinct plant there. Mm. With cactus, that's really relatively easy. You could, yeah, that's for sure. You could break off just a, a piece of stem, a couple, and start those in another container. And, I, and you may that's get where, that red color. That's where these came from. These are from cuttings. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, you probably got a sport there. That's the way they got the uh, red delicious apple. Uh, all red delicious apples come from <laughs> one tree uh, that they found a sport on. But I take it that the uh, the white with the pink center is not as attractive as the red one flower. Is that right? Well, no. The, well, the red ones are not blooming yet, so I don't see them side by side. The white the pink center is the only one that's blooming now. In the uh, well, that's good. You want more of those, Billy? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But I'm still just you didn't answer <laughs> get, my you didn't answer my question. Why it's red one year and pink and white the next? Well, yeah, we we kind of did with our questions. <laughs> our, <laughs> yeah. our theory our theory is, you know, we each got a different theory here. Uh, uh, and it's a, it, I have to admit it's not a uh, spectacular answer, but <laughs> my my theory is that it's uh, there's more than one different plant. Uh, you know, just a, each each stock could be a different plant. You know, a, a, a cactus in a container could be three different cactuses in a container. And Jerry's is the potential for being a sport. Mm-hmm. So there's two two potential answers. Then the third one is uh, some <laughs> mystery that you'll be famous for. <laughs> did you did you say you found it on the internet that color? Uh, yes, I found it on the internet, but I didn't okay. find any. But they were, they did no explanation or anything about them being one color one year and one the next. Yeah, okay. you can go, you can go on the internet and it'll bring up uh, Christmas cactus with white blooms. Okay. Good deal. Alrighty. I'm sorry. That's about all we can give you. Yeah. Well, well that's all right. We have some oil not blooming yet, so we'll see what they do. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Billy. Did if you somebody get... else comes up with a a better answer? Let us know. Will yeah. You, Billy? Did, oh, you know, did, oh, you get, did you get your blue bonnets planted? Uh, yes, I did, and boy, they're doing good. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, they're the healthiest ones I've ever seen. Yeah, especially, me too. Especially <laughs> early in the year like this. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. Thanks, Billy. Uh, you take care. Happy holidays, Billy. And now we're uh, going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer.
back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, hey, quick uh, conversation about Spider-Man pest control. Uh, right now, uh, we uh, uh getting lots of reports uh, about uh, folks experiencing rats and, and mice getting in their homes. They're coming in for the warmth. Of course. Yeah, so... <laughs> if this is happening to you or you're just being bugged by something else, you want to give Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control a call. Uh, they'll take care of you. They know how to do this. They've been doing it for years. They're consulted by other pest control companies, and they're going to take a holistic approach. They're not just going to come and get rid of the problem. They're going to see why the problem exists so the problem doesn't come back. You like working with Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control? 210-656-3721. 656-3721 or even easier go spidermanpest.com that's go spidermanpest.com and they'll take care of you they've been your web of protection since 1976 hey we got a question about um i got a text question from someone uh by the name of uh, laura um not who sure who that is but yeah let me read you the question uh so we've got a poinsettia that's grown into a small bush. Remember the, the tree? Yeah. 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 Uh, what should we do with it? Plant it on the south side of the house or keep it in a container or? It's a, it's in a large container? Mm, it's in the container it came in. Oh, Lord. <laughs> a poinsettia. It's from, the big. From, it's la- like, from it's, last year? It's like the tree one. Remember the tree one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real pretty. In fact, it's 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 getting some dark red leaves on it, or bracts, or whatever they're Good. called. Good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where is it now? Was it out on the patio? Or yeah, it was out on the patio. So we bring it in, take it out, bring okay. it in, take okay. it out. That thing's spoiled. <laughs> I would uh, I would leave it in the container, and, and if you want to plant it out next spring. Okay. In April. Plant it in the ground or in a bigger container. In the ground. Okay. Uh, of course. A bigger container would be be good, but because uh, you could still protect it from the freeze. How big a container could you get? Could you get one of Calvin's big yeah. whiskey barrel yeah. plastic ones? Yeah. And, all right. And it'll fill that? Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it started out as a little tree. Yeah. But now we can't hear you, Calvin. We can't, there you go. It gets harder and harder <laughs> to... Uh, Protect it though. Yeah, the bigger yeah. it gets. Yeah. Okay. Could we? Well, we can't do it indoors as a plant, can we? I've seen some where people have planted them in between, like Jerry mentioned, uh, the shrubs on either side. Oh yeah, like you were talking about forest. Like a red, a red bud, you know. They, mm-hmm. And then, then when they get the color, they show up. Or that's what happens in Mexico too. Yeah. They, you don't notice them until the, the they get colors the color. there. And the half whiskey barrels are on sale. Yes. Regularly, fifty nine ninety nine. Practically. <laughs> Almost. On sale for forty eight eighty eight. Yeah. But anyway, or or you can. Uh, I guess they still got those containers like you bought. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, do we dare tell the price there? No, we shouldn't tell the price there. We shouldn't even tell people if we want them. They work so well. Yeah. yeah. I pulled my uh, frozen tomato plants out of them just yesterday. Uh-oh. Okay. So, and, of course, didn't see any uh, of our uh, 
Nematodes? Nematodes, <laughs> because they're in a in that limited environment there, closed environment. And I, I was a little surprised because I just used a, 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 a garden soil or, a, you know. A, yeah, well, some of you dug out of your compost. And, man, it worked well. Great. Yeah. Could have, probably could have used even some more uh, nitrogen, but yeah. but it was very pers- uh, successful. Milton Cavanaugh yeah. got a sad thing. Why? In his uh, This Week in the Garden. Wow, look at that big wreath moving out. <laughs> That's huge. I That's cannot... bigger than the person carrying it. <laughs> Sorry. I cannot believe that uh, that he put this in there. But uh, I guess it's. I guess we'll read it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I know it's going to make our listeners uh, Is it going to upset our listeners? Oh, sad. Okay, yeah. well... It says replace zinnias. No, why? Replace why? zinnias. Uh, did you ever hear that? Think that would come out of his no. mouth? No. I'm sad already. <laughs> Are they dead or Nardornio? I know that hurt him. <laughs> they're they're uh, one of one of the most sensitive to cold plants around. We need to develop a cold a cold hardy zinnia. There you go. Replace zinnias, vinca. Did you have you replaced your vinca? No, my vinca are still doing well. Okay. So I'm just going to let them go and see what happens. Oh yeah. I've got a few vinca that were yeah. in a sheltered spot that are are still doing well too. But I put all my blue bonnets in, by the way, and Billy's right. <laughs> they, they look like ground covers. Yeah. I mean, they're that big. Yeah. And we still have some, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, it's and they're on sale. Are they still on sale? Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, like we, uh, like Billy was noting, and I, I confirmed that these are the best blue bonnet transplants I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, we, this early, Billy said. Oh, you just—I know you're just rattling those naturalists out there that just, they don't know why that's really irritating them. But <laughs> here we are talking about this. The state of the transplants in blue bonnets, <laughs> white ones and red ones. Yeah. And uh, well, we, we, we would have done blue, but uh, uh, you did the, do the, every, blue. Everybody, they got everybody's tired of blue. Yeah, they weren't all tired of. Them. They were. <laughs> they loved them and got them. Scarfed them up in the Yeah, market. they sure did, didn't they? They, they <laughs> came in here and but they still. I wonder if there's still some blues in there. Probably. I think next time. Yeah. If we do it again, uh, we'll put the tags in different plants. <laughs> oh, that's good. Put, put the the blue tags and the red plants. No, but uh, no, would you that's do that? A, well, that? That's what we, uh-huh. we do when we say, "Well, you didn't buy them at Millburger." Uh, yeah. So no, we can't do but, that. We uh, have to have integrity. Oh, I know. <laughs> that makes you sadder than Calvin's been Zinnias. working on Jerry for 25 years. Yeah, yeah forget that integrity stuff. Uh, but anyway, it's a good idea. Uh, anyway, <laughs> replace the zinnias, vinca, and other cold-sensitive annual flowers that froze in the recent cold spells with snapdragons, stocks, yeah. Dianthus. They got that big dianthus. Yeah, got the big dianthus. They got a good... That's pretty. Almost looks like a carnation. Yeah. Well, and plus they've got that uh, nice guess... big container of stocks, too. Yeah. Oh, good. Full bloom. And guess how much those plants are. I think those they're on sale, too. plants. 
98 cents. 68. 68. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was scared. That's what I was going to guess, but I didn't want to be For wrong. For a four-inch pot, regularly a dollar twenty-nine. Now, 68 cents. Yep. You know where now these... that's almost half price, isn't it? Where these would work, yeah, would almost. work well, Just I think... Sort of. I think they're pretty sturdy, too. They would look work well with... Uh, we're always talking about uh, snapdragons and, and something to... Oh, to kind of bleed on? From, yeah, especially if you got rocket snapdragons or any of the hmm. old-fashioned ones. The wind or rain sometimes will knock them over. If you had these dianthus as a, a row behind them, yeah. that that worked pretty slick. Now, my dianthus were those smaller ones. The Oh, yeah, a little bitty ones. But they spread. Will these spread, the taller ones, you think? I have no idea. I've never seen this plant. So I need to get them and try them, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh I don't think they're spread as much as the little ones no. do. No, they were in a window they box. Like they, they pretty they, content. Oh, they fill, it just filled up like grass. Yeah. They look yeah. like grass by right, the end of it. Right. When you try to pull the roots out, like Calvin was saying, <laughs> just they were, you were just, <laughs> just... Yeah, I'm wondering about these since they're so, they're taller. And I'm and they've got... Uh, what color is the bloom? Maroon? Yeah. You think everything that's red is maroon. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, well, can you imagine uh, that little that root system is supporting that uh, yeah, tall plant, and yeah. they doesn't phase them a bit when the sun's on, blasting on them. Yeah, that's a that's a tough plant. Now we don't know if the deer will eat them or not. No, I can't. I think the deer. I don't know if the deer will eat the little ones or not. Deer really don't seem to eat anything in my neighborhood. Oh, because you have no deer. Huh? Oh, that may be it. <laughs> I can't test it. Okay. Calvin will have to test it. And also. Calvin left, uh, well, let's see. So how do we develop a cold, hardy zinnia <laughs> for you, Calvin? It's got to be in the genetics. Okay, but and don't we kind of have to? Obviously, it's not existent in the uh, genetics. But we just find one that, that goes a little colder? If there's, like, one that's alive now and doing well, could we assume Probably that? Probably not. Oh. Unless it's planted Side by side to those that froze. Okay. You can't compare them neighborhood to neighborhood. Uh, well, Milton, haven't you been paying attention to the the virus vaccine discussion? Uh, <laughs> what? What in it's particular? A, the, the same theories there on the on the plants. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> uh, they, they had a. They advertised for a long time a tomato. Yeah. That would take sub freezing temperatures. Wow. Uh, and they called it something like, uh, they said it was cold tolerant down to the 20s. Yeek! Man, that'd be good. And I said, bull manure. <laughs> because <laughs> they come out of uh, uh, Mexico, you know, South America. Yeah. The tomato, the original tomatoes, did, and they they never they you never they weren't native in cold temperatures. Oh, so they were they were doing a <laughs> they were appealing to the uh, purchasers or the gardeners' desire to have them go through the free through the freeze into the winter. Yeah, but did they? so they named them that. But did they have some sort of test information to back it up? None? No, probably not. Really? No. 
Okay, at least with my Zinnia example. If they get every gardener to buy a packet of seed in the United States, they've got a bunch of money. But again, that integrity factor. Oh, (laughs) you can forget that. That's like they were selling uh, potato seed. Yeah. Little potatoes to grow potatoes and strawberry. They, they, uh, at one time, I got into a big row with a national company about uh, growing strawberries from seed. You know, strawberries, those little, yeah. they have seed. Yeah, I've, I've seen things on TV that, yeah. that suggest you cut them and plant the strawberry or the, the cut part of the strawberry with the seed on it. You put that or let that dry and let the seeds Quit go. watching that TV. Okay. Why? You can't grow strawberries from seed? No. Really? Uh, they used to be. Why? Are uh, they sterile? Not or? good quality. Oh, plant. well, that's okay. They didn't promise me the quality uh, of the strawberry, though. Are they still, are, are the uh, horticultural publications still having the, the back cover that's uh, promoting things like uh, San Augustine seed and... Uh, what was that in? A, a magazine? Oh, yeah. And the, I was thinking of uh, gardening magazines. There used to be... Oh, okay. There's fewer and fewer gardening magazines. <laughs> yeah, too. there's hardly any. Oh, I, I know. A lot of them were the... Uh, in the popular things like uh, Southern... Yeah. S- Southern yeah. Gardening. They, they, they would sell advertising to anybody that paid the big money. But uh, we we got into it on those... Uh, potatoes especially. People planting seed of potatoes. You know, potatoes They're, are in a tomato family. Yeah. And it's uh, some years... It, it hadn't happened in 20 or 30 years, but when I first came here, uh, the, you would get calls, a lot of calls in the spring, from people with potatoes, growing potatoes, that had little tomatoes on Really? And they looked like little tomatoes. But, but that was a, a potato seed, a potato fruit. Huh. On the top of the plant. And the uh, cold, cold weather, cool weather, and uh, fluctuations in the temperature have to be just right. So the that. tuber is not the the product. There's actually, if you let it grow, there's a little. Well, well tuber's a product. Yeah, the tuber's a product, but uh, this was kind of an anomaly uh, that it would produce a fruit with seed. Oh, wow! Neat. I think I think uh, they may they may do that more often up north. Oh, okay. Where they grow a lot of potatoes. Hey, we need to take a break. Okay, give me a break. I'm going to give you one right now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Call us and tell us about your potato seed stories at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Or if you still have zinnias that are doing well. We're going to find you that cold-hearty zinnia, Cal. Oh, yeah, you want to break my heart, huh, Millburg? <laughs> 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South, Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. We need to play that before the Spider-Man spot. 
So the, 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 I think the parody version is fleas on my dog. Oh, no. So if you've got fleas on your dog. Uh, but let's talk about Wild Birds Unlimited. So, Calvin, you're our, our bird guy. What's, what's in the neighborhood and uh, what's coming in? It's uh, this has been kind of weird weather. Like it was almost spring-like for the past few days. In fact, today will be well, but, uh, practically spring-like. So it wasn't like last year. Last year it was kind of a bountiful first half of the winter. This year, because of that dry, hot weather, oh, had, okay, there were any no weeds. Yeah, and then and there was no seed produced. So so we're in the same situation now. Relatively mild weather. Uh, but the birds are are really taking advantage of uh, seeds if, oh, you're they fe- cool? if you're feeding them. All right. Well, so that's where Wild Birds Unlimited comes in. If you want to start feeding the birds, if you want to have more activity in your yard, if you want to bring nature to your yard for you, your family, or someone else, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited is the place to go. They'll help you out to find the right products, the right seeds, because right now one of the things that Kyle mentioned was that winter feeding is different than summer feeding. Well, you know, if you go to the big box store, you're probably just going to get a bag of seed. So you want to find the right stuff or suet or uh, maybe you want to get the feeders or a hummingbird feeder. Well, Wild Birds Unlimited is the place to go. Hebner and Northwest Military is where you'll find Kyle and Bill and the rest of the gang. And uh, Kyle and Bill will uh, show you how to deal with the squirrels. It's not as hard as people make out to you can... uh, yeah. Limit the squirrel consumption. If you don't, they uh, eat quite a bit. Yeah, but they're fattening uh, them up for Christmas. Yeah, well, you, oh, we yeah, just, we just finished our Thanksgiving squirrels. Uh. We got to have them for Christmas. <laughs> but uh, um, lots of lots of different options. Different seeds work. Yeah, pepper flavored suet. The feeders that close when the heavy squirrels on it all kinds of really really an interesting option well and, and calvin what you point out is what they 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 stress and what's what bill told me from the get-go at northwest military and he we're just telling you the address again they're problem solvers so if squirrels are the problem they've got solutions for them if you're not getting enough activity at your i've got an, uh, a solution for them I know. I don't think your your problem is. He still, is he still handing out my squirrel recipes uh, for cooking? No, he's, got, he's got it at the back of his little booklet. Oh, no, is that right? So yeah. you, so the uh, if the, you, the weird option. Yes. Jerry. If you ask him when you go in there. Yeah. Ask him for the squirrel recipes for no, Christmas. Jerry, okay. Stewed squirrel. All right. It's good. Okay. You never bring us any stew squirrel. Two one zero four seven nine bird is the number. It's super easy to remember. Two one zero four seven nine B I R D, or online, um, or just go by and visit him, Hebner and Northwest Military. <coughs> Did break you up, huh, man? I got something stuck in my throat. All right, Mike's on the line. I'll take a sip of water while you guys talk to Mike. Okay. Oh, he's got a potato growing story. All right. Way to go, Mike. What's your story? Hey, how's it going, y'all? Uh, good, my good. Family been, we've been growing potatoes in the backyard six generations. We get to the point now we sell them, go them, sometimes give them to the neighbors, that kind of thing. Uh, about growing potatoes, we've never seen none of them grow with no tomatoes in them, though. We don't got that kind of thing. We only do potatoes in our yard. It's a nice plot. Got about an 8 by 8 foot, 2 foot. Yeah. Feet. Yeah. About 16 of those. And we grow all kinds of potatoes, but mainly we just grow the brown ones. 
Those little brown potatoes. Have you tried the purple one? I'm on the radio! <laughs> he's one of these. He's one of these fellas that don't work a damn day in his life. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying to talk to you guys. Man. You uh, have you have you tried the purple one? Purple potato. I, I tried a purple potato one time, but it just tasted too sweet. You know, yeah, it really <laughs> rubbed me kind of the wrong way. Okay, didn't really cut my teeth into it. Have you tried the yellow one? Paul Cox used to feed us the purple potatoes all the time. <laughs> Have you tried the yellow ones? Nah, I never get my hands on no yellow ones. Can't find them. Oh, the okay. Ones, they're always gone by the time I try to go to the store. I think <laughs> so, there's some, uh, some you that just moved in two blocks away. I figure they're taking them all. <laughs> when, do you plant, when do you plant your, most of your potatoes? Usually we stop on them about a week, week and a half before spring break or try to get a good flush in. What is that? Hey, that's April, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that seems March. late. March or April. I always, I think spring we break. recommend here February 1st. Mm-hmm. And that works uh, real well. You don't understand. I, I say spring break. We, we do around March, you know, early right. February. Yeah, there you okay. go. That okay. sounds about the recommendation. That. That's right. It's a little, it's a little cold. But never a tomato on them, huh? Never a tomato. Or, we or, never got no tomatoes on those. I don't, what, <laughs> I don't know what kind of stories you getting with tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know what he's planting. I'm beginning to doubt this story. I mean, you for six generations you've grown potatoes. Now you would have think once. Yeah, you would have seen a tomato on it just once. It's interesting that uh, that we haven't we haven't had calls on that. Thirty well, years. The thing. We keep we keep our potatoes and tomatoes separate. You got to keep them separated. You know, you can't mix <laughs> the potatoes together. Quit it. Hang up on it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thanks for the story, man. All right, you take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're looking for your potato stories. We want to hear if you've had tomato. Anybody old enough to remember fruit on their uh, Irish potatoes? Okay. 210-308-8867. You know, he, he mentioned another uh, con that the people fell into. And, well, these are uh, trees the, that the, have... the, the tomato and the pepper. I mean, tomato and potato are uh, in the same very close family. Well, you said they were so initiate. Yeah, and uh, you can easily graft yeah. a, a tomato on a potato. Okay. So for a while, they may still be doing it, selling. Uh, plants that had the potato on the bottom and the tomato. It was like a salad. Yeah. And the idea was you could get both of them out of one plant. The reality of it was you got nothing out of the plant. Oh, man. (laughs) Because when you do that graft, uh, the potato usually doesn't 
that it doesn't produce very many potatoes, if any at all. Really? Because it's all spent. Yeah. And the, tom- the tomato is probably the wrong variety. Oh, no. But you can graph your own. You can graph your own. Really? Uh, tomato, uh, peppers. Tomato. You could get a rodeo tomato. Yeah. And uh, graft it to your potato. Mike, try that. And it would it would take. Where 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 would we expect? Why would you do that, Milton? Are Mike's potatoes all done <laughs> for these until February, or how long? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when is the potato season? It's flat February first. No, no, no. But when is it and done? You harvest. Oh, June. You harvest. June. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're done with that. Well, and it's uh, the, the plant tells you, you can harvest when it <laughs> starts blooming. Right. Harvest new potatoes. And then, of course, you want to harvest everything once the the plants start declining. Yeah. Oh, okay. So and yeah. this has been a little, the last two, three years have been great for potatoes yeah. here. <laughs> that's that's uh, goes back to why they don't that graft combination is not good because the potato root will play out. Oh, before the tomato. before the tomato reaches its full potential. Mm, mm, mm. So forget it. I'm glad you're letting our listeners know. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So, like, my spoot potato vine, will that ever be a sweet potato? Yeah. Okay. A sweet potato is a root. Oh, okay. It's a yeah, root. Yeah, they're not, not like a Irish. So, yeah. They're not as closely related potatoes and sweet potatoes as tomatoes oh, and uh, yeah, right. potatoes. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. This is so confusing. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be, like, questions and quizzes. <laughs> you can you can graft, uh, 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 easily graft a uh, sweet potato onto a uh, bush morning glory. Oh, my goodness. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that's fun. And it's easy to do. Because right. a, a bush morning glory stem is hollow, and all you have to do is cut it uh, just beneath a node, and uh, it'll it'll open up a hole, and all you do is take stick a uh, sweep a uh, sweet potato cutting in that hole, and so that, uh, pick a pick a stem that's bigger than a hole. And why are you doing this? To graft it. But why do you want to graft it? Sweet potato on a bush morning glow. Looks pretty cool. Okay. You could do, do, do the colors, too. Oh, that'd be neat, too. You're right. All right, we're going to take a quick break while we do. Call us with your tomato potato stories at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're going to take a break, get you caught up with the news, and come back right after this on 930 AM. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer, 210 308 8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. So um, you were talking about uh, Calvin's article, yeah. um, protecting things or letting things go like the zinnias and the, yeah. the vincas. Um, what are some things that you really better be protecting now? Are they tropicals? or? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the uh, mandevilla and uh, Bougain alamanda. Beer. <laughs> everything should have been, yeah. And what was that, Calvin? Everything. Uh, Boogie tropical oh, okay. hibiscus. They should all 
Oh, yeah. The underproduction protection. Yeah. yeah, the tropical hibiscus is interesting because if you we didn't protect ours, and then, you know, and it survived, and so we, we what was not dead we trimmed down, but it took almost a whole season. I think it finally came back at the end of fall. Well, that's what happened. And uh, so it was like, oh, right, came right in time to freeze again. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably not worth it to keep it. Yeah, you can you can find, you can get a different color, and and they're they're reasonably priced. Now, why isn't that that the bougainvillea that I have in a container, I have to protect? But I see them around town still blooming uh, in neighborhoods. Is, does it? Uh, well, the older the wood, the more cold-hardy. Oh, okay. So the well, real tall ones are okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, some, well, of, them. some <laughs> of them. You some might of them. as well say they're okay because you can't cover them. Oh, that's a good point because, uh, yeah, I see, I see them up to the roof. There's some beautiful colors. Oh, yeah. I don't know if fall brings out different colors in them or richer no, colors. It just brings out the bloom. Yeah. the uh, Especially after a dry summer. I'm trying to figure out what, what to compare them to. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen those too. Which ones? The the purple? The different colors. Yeah, ones, yeah. That that purple one that's on the market is just a killer. Yeah, I think that's the one I see, and I see that in some neighborhoods. It's sort of a, I don't know. To me, everything is yeah. uh, because I'm a guy. Everything's red and purple or pink. <laughs> but yeah, this is kind of a fuchsia. Yeah, bright purple. Always bright purple strikes me that every there's so many people that have those planted outside. And they say, "Well, it never freezes <laughs> until until yeah. it freezes." Yeah. <laughs> and you know who used to do uh, Robert Pointy, who's mm-hmm. a very good gardener, the Saws executive director. But he he planted them all outside along his uh, fence, and they were they were beautiful. But and then it was uh, you know I just took it for granted that they're doing fine, and then I went to visit. This was several years ago. Went to visit one time, and they finally gotten <laughs> taken out. And, and what were these? Point he had this uh, I mean, look uh, on his face. Bougainvilleas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um. It's not, you know, sometimes, well, it's tough on them. They don't. They don't do well. The roots don't. Oh. Survive well, but they do. If they do. Just like you described, Milton, they don't. They come back forever. Her, yeah. How long does it take? So we have neighbors that have them up to their rooftop. If it's in the how, ground, yeah. How long does it take to get that tall? You know, one of the one of the ways we say you get your bougainvillea to br- the bloom is to dry it down. Yeah, yeah, or to make it root bound. Okay. So it's got that whole root has got to redevelop and and get root bound before it's going to bloom so again that may be a whole growing season Mm -hmm. okay so it might grow green for a whole year but get nice and tall yeah and then the next year that's it have the blooms okay yeah if it doesn't freeze (laughs) yeah i was i was watching one coming out of my subdivision where i live and uh i watched it all winter one winter uh, year before last, I think it was, and that thing was pretty right in the middle of the winter, blooming, just burned up. And I said, maybe that's a hardy one or whatever. <laughs> and so uh, uh, this this year, froze it froze back all the uh, way all the way to the ground. I haven't seen it since. 
That'd be a good plan to to develop a hardy one too. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, trust me. That's are there. There's people been looking for that. I Is mean. that right? Yeah. Well, and there's so many. They're they're yeah. They're every growing in every country. Yeah. South really? America, North America, everywhere. So if one's going to be discovered, it's <laughs> there's plenty of plant material out yeah. there for the. To search. We had that nice burnt orange one here. I wonder what happened to that. Probably got sold right away. Yeah, really? they, they tried to dispose of that as soon as possible. No, they, they found a home. A good, <laughs> good Longhorn fan bought that. They could have planted his front yard and have nice orange color for. Yeah. All right, Norma's on the line at 210 308 8867, calling us from North Central San Antonio. Right. Hi, Norma. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Good morning, sir. Thank you for all the advice. Um, my question is, I have a, a lemon tree for three years. It's been wonderful. They give you a lot of uh, lemon, very sweet. And this year there was 21 lemons. And, but I noticed they have in the stone, the lemon has a little hole. Like a, a some ball getting there? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, is it in the skin, on the skin or the surface of the... Lemon? Yes. Uh, are there some hole that they're not, they just penetrate the skin, right? Yes, sir. And they don't eat eat into the fruit itself? I don't know. I don't open it. So when uh, I, how, how, how long have you been noticing? Did you notice? Only this year, the, the previous year, they didn't. And also the, the, the leaves are starting to get a little yellow. With some nope. fussy in the top. Okay. But you never see a worm or anything like that in the fruit? No, no. I just see a little holes like a, a stone, a ball getting. But I, I never opened one, so I don't know. What, okay. But we have a lot. Ma'am? A worm or anything that was very, very wonderful. Very yeah. sweet. <laughs> okay, great. Uh I think that's birds you're describing. Yeah. Bird damage. And when the fruit is very small. Yeah. And it's it's took us a long time to be convinced. <laughs> they practically yeah. had to fly up on the porch to convince For us. years. Yeah, yeah we, we had the uh, lemons sitting right here in front of us at the radio, and the grackles showed up and showed us exactly what they were doing. Now, it's ironic because this year... I haven't seen that damage anyplace else around, huh. and out at my yard or at the the yards I'm familiar with. I don't think it's been bad out here either. At yeah. The nursery. So it's, but it's it's uh, it's uh, those young grackles. Always young. And we we're we're trying to figure out why they do it. <laughs> we we see them. They it kind of looks like they go through a ritual where they're where they're. Uh, Touching themselves with a little piece of the the lemon, which may make sense if it's a it's a way to uh, deal with uh, mites or something like that. <laughs> but we but there's no evidence to indicate that that's that's what it is. What do you call? Is it preen? Is that the yeah word? something like yeah. A preening? Preen their feathers. Yeah. <laughs> what I do like with it. You don't, you don't worry about it. it. It didn't penetrate the fruit. Yeah, the fruit's good. So yeah. you, you can go ahead and eat it. It's okay. We had someone that brought the, us some. 
some sad so What about yellow leaves? They're starting to get a, oh, the some leaves, leaves are starting to get yellow. Yeah, are they toward the bottom of the tree? Uh, most of them, yes. Okay, that's just older leaves. Don't worry about that. Uh, okay. I assume I assume this thing's in the ground, growing yes, in the ground. Yes, sir. Okay. Don't worry uh, about a few yellow leaves. Most of them are green, right? Real dark green. Yes. What I do to um, besides put some dirt and um, to keep it for I, the winter, should I put um, some kind of um, vitamin or something to help them? Well, about the only way to keep birds out is netting, bird netting. Yeah. Now no, you but what I mean, what I put in the tree so I can cold? keep it healthy on the winter. Yeah. You, 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 now, in my yard, uh, that cold protection is more more of a threat. Cold is more of a threat than the birds are. But it doesn't, it doesn't sound like you're having too much trouble with the cold on mm-hmm. your no, it's right here. But you, you can right cover them. Yeah, right here is about 35, so I think they, I cover it up anyway. But Yeah, when, it, when the cold weather is forecast. Some vitamin or something to help them more. Old blankets work. Or there's, yeah. there's material like insulate. Yeah, but what I'm talking about, I put in the dirt, I put some dirt in there. And also, can I put something, some 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 kind of uh, fertilizer or something to help more the tree? Oh yeah, uh, the we used to recommend Christmas lights, but now they make Christmas lights they don't get hot. So that's no, a good I'm thing, one, I guess. I don't but want like. I want fertilizer, fertilizer, so vitamin or something to help. The tree came healthy. So, fer- recommending a fertilizer. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, so. I, I think yours, yours is in the ground. I would use a, a just a nineteen five nine slow release fertilizer. Slow release lawn fertilizer. Yeah, in the spring, in the spring, in uh, uh, February, March. It works okay. well. Okay. It's relatively inexpensive, and it uh, yeah, releases nitrogen over a long period. How old did you say your tree was? About three or four years, I lost like this. Yes, yeah, so, so uh, sprinkle it in a three-foot circle all the way around the tree, and then okay. water it in. Okay. And that'll Thank work. That'll, that'll make it green and grow well. I'm not supposed to keep uh, uh, watering every week, every two weeks. Yeah, in lieu of rainfall, watering. In lieu of rainfall, and uh, you want to put that, uh, let your holes run slowly uh, at the base or maybe a foot out from the base, since yours are so old, of the tree, and uh, let it run, you know, soak in. Okay. Every week, uh, every two weeks? Yeah, every two weeks is fine. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Serge. Very nice. I was you scared bet. about the whole thing. All right. Good this. luck. 
Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 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 All right, right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And I was going to say that uh, on the satsumas that Mary brought us last, mine had little... The little black Did dots all over. Yeah. Oh, and I just peeled that's it. That's right. And that's it, right. Mary gave him what, what, the remnants. Oh, yeah. Right. Now we got our, ours were perfect. Now. I know. I but, the, my, but my point was <laughs> <laughs> uh, that once you peeled the skin off you, there was no contact. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, nothing. You would not have known. So. And they, they, re- they have done research on this, and they find that the birds do not spit. In the uh, little thing that the little hole that they are. That's good. I don't want no bird spitting my. There you go. So you no. don't have to worry about it. I'm not now. I and was a little bit. I've tried doing the little. Uh, what did you call that? Preening. <laughs> I'm not sure what it did though. You know. I, did, it didn't seem to help you. You uh, rubbed the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I should have uh, uh, told the the person that brought in the. Uh, the little uh, aphid insects that they, they should yeah. try it. Try it. <laughs> but do you have any mites in your hair or anything? Do you notice anything? No, I don't. See? But my hair is so thick that I just don't yeah. get any penetration. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, yeah. one thing, if you, if you have the birds every year, and that we yeah. don't, uh, at least most of us don't have it every year, uh, after they bloom and set little, little bitty fruit like... Uh, uh, say size of a marble or size of a something smaller than a marble, you could cover the fruit because the damage is done when the fruit is about the size of a large marble or, mm. or bigger, and that's when they peck on them. Why we don't know, but uh, you could just cover them with a, a grow web type of uh, uh, one of those. Blanket types uh, grow uh, after after they uh, have set their fruit. You don't you don't want to do it before because you'll be keeping the pollinating insects away from it. Now another issue that came out when she was discussing her uh, lemons, I it didn't sound like she had much damage at all from the freeze, and I didn't sound like she covered them or anything. Yeah, but I got. I had double covering on mine, and I got these burns all on the foliage. I said, what is going on here? Why? But uh, part, of, part of it is, I guess, uh, uh, after so many, a few years' growth, you get a little more. Yeah, cold tolerance. But uh, that just goes to show, too, the how much different uh, an environment oh, yeah. is uh, local situations, slopes, low spots. How old is your plant? My mine are in containers, the lemons oh, and limes, okay, okay. and and they just, of course, went through a freeze damage uh, two years ago. Yeah, but both both the lemons and limes have came back and produced quite a bit of fruit. That's interesting for a lime to do that. Yeah, but the, uh, in fact, they're more they produce a lot more than the satsumas did. Now the grapefruit kind of. <laughs> I, I'll try to remember to bring you guys some grapefruit. Yeah. 
that we can eat with all our medicine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Trying to kill us, medicine. Oh man, slowly and slowly. You take medicine too, Milton. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. We have uh, and Jerry's going to get you some interesting news right after this on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Christmas is my two front teeth, my two front teeth, my two front teeth. Gee, if I could only have my two front teeth, then I could wish you Merry Christmas. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, while Calvin and Jerry answer a question off the air, I'm going to talk to you about deck and patio care. By Barry Hagendorf. Since 1986, Barry Hagendorf has been helping homeowners to restore those decks that look so wonderful when they bought them and now maybe don't look so great or to keep them looking great year after year. Well, they uh, do a great job, and it's easy to talk about them because I can take you and uh, right to their website, deckandpatiocare.com, and you can see right on the front page a great example of a deck that they did. And when Barry says it really can look new again, you'll see it really can look new again. He does a terrific job uh, from the deck repair and construction to ceiling and cleaning, pebble stone driveways, the cleaning and sealing of that, fence treatments, and much, much more. Give Barry a call and let him get that deck looking great again. 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147. Again, that website, though, uh, go go by and see and see their projects, too. Deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. All right, Jerry, you I saw what you pulled out there. So. Yeah, I pulled out my Christmas, uh, a very special Christmas gift this year. Yeah. That you can take advantage of and get before Christmas. Uh, uh, we were contacted by uh, Ruth Ann Schutze. Schutel? Schutel? Anyway, Kenneth Hoffman's daughter. Oh, okay. Y'all have heard us talk about yeah. uh, Kenneth, Hoffman, uh, Kenneth Hoffman's daughter. Uh, 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 down around Poteet. And she says that uh, Mr. Kennis, uh, he's passed away by now, uh, trees are full of satsumas. And she'd like to make them available for people okay. to come down and buy it, buy the box. And uh, I, guess, I guess I already picked them for you. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get some satsumas for Christmas or to, to ship to somebody, hmm. Uh, they're 22 to 25 pounds in a box for only $25. Only box orders are accepted. You pick up on Sunday, 13th of December. It's tomorrow. That's tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, noon to 4. Okay. Or Monday, the 14th. Wait a minute. Yeah, December yeah. 10 to 2. Yeah. So that that's just coming Sunday and that's tomorrow and the next day, right? So, yeah, tomorrow and Sunday and Monday, yep. Tomorrow yeah. and Monday. 
And so if you want to order you some and get directions to how to get to it's down around Poteet, uh, there's a number you can call. And it's uh, 830-570-3090. So that's 830-570-3090. And Barry has that back at the station. So Good for Barry. So and, you can call him, too, if he didn't get the number. And if you want to see what kind of trees they have... Uh, Oh. We've got it on plantanswers.com, front page, bottom of the bottom of the list, uh, page there. And it it's it, it, I put pictures of uh, Kenneth and I by one of his trees. I think it was taken 2003, 03. Uh and show show I've got about I've got six pictures on there. That shows a close-up of Kenneth, and he loved his trees. He loved those trees down there. Now, it's just a, this is an example, too, of how your trees can grow. Yeah. <laughs> you grow, dude, Satsuma's right. Yeah. yeah. Kenneth was one of the, had been through the years, was, was one of the major strawberry growers in that era, and also a... Uh, he he was a grower of the the most acreage of hot peppers uh, in the state at one time. Uh, now now of course Milton is the yeah, Rio Grande yeah. pepper. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, don't you, mess with me. You can look at those pictures, and if you want a a nice drive and get these. Uh, they already picked for you, Milton, or, yeah. or cut for you. Okay. 22 to 25 pounds in a box for $25. That's a good deal. Yeah. And uh, they only do box orders. So uh, this is nice for So her. you'd have to kind of call today or tomorrow to order them and pick them up tomorrow or Monday. Right. And uh, like I said, it's on plantanswers.com, or you can call the station and get that telephone number. Yeah. And uh, it'd, be, it'd be a good Christmas gift, people. But uh, since you can't get out and <laughs> harvest any, uh, they've already harvested them, I guess. I yeah. will already harvest them. Okay. Very uh, cool. Okay. If you if you do decide to go down there and participate, uh, let us know how it goes. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else you got going on? I want to get back to Cal's article. uh, He talked about the, uh, uh, in today's paper, if you're just tuning in, uh, in section E. Yeah, the lifestyle section. Section E, yeah. Home garden, lifestyle, SA life. Life. but anyway, he talks about uh, using the ice cubes. Does a good job writing up how to use the ice cubes. And uh, then he, he talks about uh, adding ice cubes uh, during the week, every other day. Put seven or eight ice cubes in the container. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about right. Every other day. 
I know you. And depending you, on the bigger, how big the plat. Some yeah, people sometimes you've recommended every day. Yeah. They, uh, like the porcelain we're selling here at Millburgers, six inch pot uh, for seven eighty eight, and then there's a ten inch hanging basket uh, on sale for eighteen eighty eight, and the the basket would probably take a few more uh, ice cubes, but just fooling with it all the all the time. <laughs> I, I don't think you can put too many ice cubes in there that they'll, they'll drain the bottom. Now, uh, but the key to this that we added <laughs> several years after we started fooling with those poor, uh, ice cubes is, uh, it, Calvin says, on Saturday or Sunday, give the plant a thorough jo- soaking in the sink. Now, to to confuse those people that are not Aggies, uh, to unconfuse them, <laughs> that means put the, putting the poinsettia plant in a shallow sink of water. In other words, uh, and let it absorb the water from the bottom. That doesn't mean pouring it in the top. You take the whole plant, put it, uh, if it's in a sleeve, if it's in a sleeve cover, you take it out of that cover, just gently slip it out, and then you put the, uh, fill the sink with about an inch of water, and then put the pot in that sink and let it soak in there for a while. And then take it out, let it drain, put it back in the uh, in the uh, in the sleeve, and then put it back in its place. Now, now it doesn't hurt if you put water in the top, but the key is to get yeah. get the whole container. Yeah, so. wet. Yeah, remember the ice cubes are just supplemental irrigation. It's like drip irrigation, uh, and the. Uh, the soaking is extremely important because uh, you, if you if you're talking about a, a plant in the ground, you increase the or fill up the uh, field capacity. Is that what they call field capacity of the <laughs> of the a root ball? And that way it never dries out. Now uh, the growers always tell me. That the way to know when a poinsettia is uh, need water is not that it wilts. You don't ever want it to wilt. It's by the weight. In other words, you, <laughs> you you can feel the weight of it after you finish soaking it, and then after a day or two, you pick that up and you'll notice a considerable difference in the weight of that. Now, they're professionals out there growing by the thousand, and uh, they can just walk through there and pick one up and know if it needs water or not. Uh, they never let theirs wilt. But you, you uh, despite this, uh, Jerry's getting pretty technical here, <laughs> but, but it, it works well. I mean, it's it's, not, it's a relatively simple process yeah. and works, it works real well. You can just ask, well, if you've, 
grown, uh, successfully grown poinsettia uh, and use that technique, you, you probably had a great, they may still be alive from last winter. <laughs> and the thing about watering them in the top of the pot is that the, fo- the foliage is very brittle. The leaves and foliage is very brittle. So to get down to see where you can water that pot from the top, you might break some stems yeah. or leaves, flowers. Now that that's an issue. That's a bit of an issue too. You do. It's good. It's good if you can concentrate, mm-hmm. and then you don't break off a branch. But okay, <laughs> occasionally a branch does get broken off. Suppose you break off a branch, Calvin. What do you do? What What do you do? You <laughs> the, throw what? it in a compost pile. No. If you break off a flower, well. We call them bracts, or uh, they're part, the colorful part of it. And you got a piece of stem on. It got a lot long stem on there. Just uh, I've heard people say that they singe that. You know that it'll, it'll be a white sap come out of there, and that a lot of people, some people, are allergic to. But uh, you you want they a lot of people say to singe it or burn it uh, to seal it. Ah, I've never done it. Yeah, I haven't done that either. But uh, and then put it in water in a vase, a vase. Man. Actually, listen to you. Do you hear that? You're so fancy. They last quite a <laughs> quite a while just putting water. In. Yeah, right, right, right. And I I don't know if you need to stop that sap coming out or not, but uh, you'll see write-ups that say to do that. So uh, you don't have to throw the flower away. I don't know how long they'll last as a cut flower, basically. But uh, I had, <laughs> I got a text message the other day. Oh, good for you. Don't be texting me. I hate Texas. Okay. It takes me hours to write a text message. <laughs> really? On my little flip phone. Yeah, he's got the flip phone. <laughs> Jerry's, Jerry's in the 90s. <laughs> I even let my son, you know, uh, he was making fun of how long it took me to write it. I said, here, take my phone and write this answer. And then after a little while, he gave me the phone back. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was not text-friendly. But anyway, she had gotten uh, some cut flowers, uh, roses, I guess. And uh, she wanted to know how to keep them looking good for the longest. And so, and texts me that. And so I, <laughs> I wrote her back and told her to uh, about every week, once, once a week, take them out of the water that they were in. And uh, cut the cut the stem back about inch, inch or two from the bottom, and that uh, that opened up the uh, conductive tissue for water, and then put them in fresh water in a clean vase. Not and, a face. Yeah, right. And a vase. They only last three and, weeks anyway. I mean, <laughs> and use. Uh, Rather than putting them back into the just tap water, which has calcium in it, stops up the pores or the xylem of the thing, and uh, 
but go ahead and put uh, distilled water. If you've got uh, filtered water, and that'll increase the chef life of those things two weeks. Uh, if you I would get, you know, that. to go through that process and distill water and everything, <laughs> I'd, I'd get to be thinking about a... A nice and ice cubes, you know. Uh, I'd be thinking about of a nice Irish whiskey, and I forget what I was doing on the plants. But anyway, you've got to you've got got to keep that vascular system open. Same way with Christmas trees, right, Milton? You want to keep their butts wet and and clean. Oh, okay. And clean. So uh, uh, you do that for regular cut flowers. Then she writes me back. Oh, did she text you back? I, I text her the information. <laughs> and then she texts me back. Two days later, Jerry is able to finish the text. <laughs> and wants to know, should she keep putting the little package of ingredients that comes in in the uh, oh, with the roses? You know, that uh, uh, cut flower... Yeah. Treatment? Uh, I think it's nutrients. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all right for the first time. I imagine the first time you can do it. But uh, the most important part of it is to use your uh, 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 filtered water. That's the most important part of it. Jeremy, uh, my son, did a did an experiment with this. <laughs> and uh, much to my dismay, we use different cut flowers. And uh, I used uh, filtered water, uh, water filter. Okay. And that, that stupid thing would never die. I yeah. mean, they 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 stayed that's cool good for a long period of time. So that's yeah. And I told her go ahead and use if she had it. But the most important part was the filtered water on cut flowers. Hey, uh, James has a question, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What's going on, James? Hey, everything's just fine. Y'all feeling all right, doing okay oh, on the porch? Oh, yeah. We're doing okay on the porch. It's, it's not beautiful. bad today. Yeah, it's pretty. What are you doing? Oh, man, yeah, if you're out of the wind, it's a good thing, yeah. Hmm? Um. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Parsons was talking about uh, techniques on watering uh, containers. And uh, yeah. I've got such an educated foot that I can go down that row in my nursery and I can just tap a container with my foot and I can oh. tell you whether it needs watering or not. Whoa. Wow. What do you think about that? This guy's specialized. Yeah, he's he's got. <laughs> Calvin tells people to dip their finger in there up to the knuckle. James is dipping his toes in there. Yeah, if if you if you see old Peter around that nursery, he works at your nursery there. Uh, he'll tell you the same thing I'm telling you, man. All us nursery guys, we we can go down that row and just kick, push him around, kick him around a little bit. And we can tell you whether they need a little bit of water or not. And I guarantee yeah, I, you that. I know Paul Cossop that grows most of the points at it. Uh, it doesn't take him long to figure out whether they need water or not. Who is this? Uh, Paul Cossop. Oh, okay. K-O-S-U-P. Co- no, anyway, Paul Cossop. Uh, 
But uh, he he can tell. He walks thousands of points at him, mm. <laughs> and, and he can he can tell pretty quick how whether they need water or not. Very cool. They can, water them or drip irrigation. Now, can your foot tell us when it's going to rain or anything like uh, that? <laughs> no, it's not that good. <laughs> oh man. I wanted That's to know cool. what uh, I caught a squirrel this morning in the trap uh, with pecans. You know the pecan always wins. So I was wondering what Jerry wanted me to do with this squirrel. I got him in the trap. Oh, I bet he'd been eating pecans. I bet that meat tastes nutty. Is that nutty there's, flavor? There's supposed to be an old woman in this town I live in that wants them. So I'm going to keep him in the trap for. <laughs> And you I'm know the keep secret. Him in the, the trap for a couple of days and see if I can find her. <laughs> the said the secret of the secret to that living that old is to eating squirrel stew. Is that right? Yeah. Who knew? I mean, oh, James. Okay. And thanks I, for all your good advice. <laughs> thanks, okay. Man. Thank you for calling. Yeah, but just think, James, you might turn out like Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got to take a quick break. So, Pat, don't go anywhere. 210-308-8867 is our number. We'll talk to you right after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Okay, it's roll call time, everyone. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen. Come on, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. And where's Rudolph? Rudolph! Dashing through the snow. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. We're going to give Pat some advice in just a second, but I'm going to give you some advice right now. Go to bsgtexas.com. We talked about BSG every week on the show, how they help keep your home and everything in it and your family so secure. We talk about how they have ways to create conveniences for you. And when you go to BSG texas.com right now you're going to see some cool things right on that home page including a touchless video doorbell uh, you're going to see uh, things uh, about uh, the uh, amazon uh, garage store opener that allows people to deliver gifts or packages to your home uh, amazon key is what it's called for contactless delivery uh, and uh, it's really really a cool feature along with that uh, that wireless doorbell and you're also going to see Great stuff about, and I'm going to recommend this. If you are looking for home theater, call BSG. I'll give you the number in a second. Go to bsgtexas.com. If you think the other guys are going to give you a better deal, you're wrong. They'll beat any written price by 10%. They're going to have the finest equipment, uh, and they've even got six months deferred payments. BSG has been doing this for a while. They do it all around San Antonio, and people absolutely love them. So honestly, if you're looking for uh, home entertainment, creating that, that home theater, BSG is the place to call. Call some other places, but make sure to get that deal and that you're going to compare apples to apples. Make sure you call BSG, too. 210-877-1222. 210-877-1222. Or go right now to bsgtexas.com and learn a little bit more about all the stuff that they can do for you with from BSG. That's the local company right here in San Antonio. All right, we got Pat on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Pat? Pat, are you there? Did you hang up on her, Milton? No, I don't know. Okay, well, Pat, Pat there's Pat. <laughs> What's oh, going on? I'm back. 
Yay. You're back. You're back. What's Thank going on? Thank you for having me on, on your show. About sure. six years ago, I had two Mexican red buds planted on my lot line. And about four years ago, one of them declined and died. And about two years ago, the other one declined and died. And my yard guy said that it was a soil-borne fungus, verticillium. And my mother wants to, I don't know, my mother wants to buy a satsuma <laughs> for me for Christmas. And I wanted wow. to put them on the lot line. And I wondered if I was risking the satsuma's survival by putting them where those two red buds died. You sent me an email on that yesterday. I did. I read that. Well, see, I was jumping <laughs> on the opportunity to talk to you instead. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you, ma'am. You should have texted him. Uh, I've got it printed <laughs> out for my questions. <laughs> you would have gotten uh, it next year. Yeah, you'd have got it. Yeah, my uh, husband has a flip phone, too. I get it. <laughs> Uh, my fir- my first thought on that was, uh, what yeah, kind of trees the- were they? Satsuma. Satsumas. Yeah, he wants. Oh, she wants to plant satsuma. Yeah, wants to plant a satsuma. Oh. They were red buds, and uh, ha- and they had uh, they were they were about at the end of their lifespan. Red buds don't make it here that very long, unless it's uh, was it a. Uh, it wasn't a Texas or Oklahoma red bud, was it? Yeah, well, it was I, a Mexican red bud is what I called it, but it was the one you recommend. Okay. Mexican? Yeah, right. it could be Mexican red bud, but they live, live a little bit longer normally. Uh, I think what killed that was uh, maybe Tex- uh, cotton root rot. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, the good news is, uh, or it could have been, it wasn't verticillium, but uh, that, a lot of times they, they develop uh, cankers, which you described as uh, knotty growths on the outside of the, the stem. Yes, correct. Okay. As, as far now you said you wanted those, uh, plant those satsumas for, for shade, uh Screening? Right, right. Nope. It's on the property line between my two-story house and his two-story house and my one-story house. So. Okay. So you don't like your neighbors, huh? No, she no. She might like them. She just wants to see them. Huh? The lovely people? They're just ugly when they're uh, naked? No, it's, a, it's an ugly brick wall. <laughs> uh, I think I would... I don't. I don't think the uh, satsumas would live there, but I would recommend some type of uh, uh, an evergreen that uh, would uh, would grow f- tall for you. Be uh, green in the winter, green all winter, and uh, uh, give you some privacy all winter. Whereas satsumas, uh, they're they're little. Foliage is kind of thin on those, and they probably won't get as tall as you want them to grow. Are, uh, you, are they uh, an evergreen? Is Satsuma an evergreen? Yes, it That's is. Thin. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's not thick, you know. A lot, like, yeah, what, can, what I was thinking of. When they've got fruit on there, they yeah. concentrate on keeping the fruit, and not, yeah. the foliage gets uh-huh. a little sparse. I was reading uh, Neil Sperry's uh, newsletter, 
this week, and he recommends uh, his favorite holly, uh, or Nelly is Nelly or Stevens hollies. Do we have those traits? Uh, not at the moment, but we do get them. We get some periodically. Yeah. And uh, but that wouldn't be my choice. What would be your choice? Xylosma or Japanese yew or compact cherry laurel. Are they evergreen? Yeah. Okay. Viburnum. Wait, what were they? Xylosma would be my first choice. Then I'd be looking at things like Japanese yew or compact cherry laurel, uh, Sandenquil viburnum. I have Sandenquil yeah, yeah. viburnum in the backyard and have had good luck with that, except it. Some yeah, of them have burned last summer in the sun. Well, it's a shade plant that can tolerate sun. So How about should, the Burford Holly? You guys we have uh, standard Burford. We have some some 15-gallon regular Burford Holly. Anyway, you you might want to come out and look at their hollies. Lots <laughs> of choices. And and okay. you said you you needed it tall, didn't you? Oh uh, well, I was thinking about. You know, the red bud was, what, about 12 feet tall, something like that? Yeah. And yeah. that seemed to work until they died. Okay. Some of these, uh, like that holly that I mentioned a while ago, Nellie R. Stevenson, gets uh, 14 to 18 feet tall sometime, and an 8 to 12 feet wide. So uh, when you... And as as I lost them, I'll do that same thing. So. Yep, it'll get big. But yeah. the these uh, this uh, this hot some of the hollies have berries on them too. It's pretty Burford's too. Yeah. Burford, yeah. All right, thanks, Pat. Okay, thank you <laughs> very much. We'll, we'll see you. So, say hi to us when you come by to get it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I didn't uh, answer your email sooner. But you were impatient, I can tell. She was eager to... No, impatient is a poor way to put it. She was eager to talk to you. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it was. Okay. She was so excited. Lord, help us all. <laughs> Trace is on the porch after all seeing right. him wandering around. He's been busy he, all day. He kind of looks sad. I saw him wandering through what used to be the Christmas tree. Well, I wish I had another hundred, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's going on, Trace? What do you want to talk about? we got about five minutes. What do you want to focus on? I just put the live wreaths on sale, 30% off. Oh, my gosh. Is that why you're bringing them up front? Yep. Oh, they were beautiful. We saw them, the employees walking out with them. Yep. So what is that? Well, I guess it depends on the size. They range from like twenty four ninety nine to 100 bucks. Okay. But now they're 30% they're less. 30% off. These have been picked over, too, but there's still a lot of good there selection. Is. So, yeah. And a lot of those, this is their second markdown. So we oh. we, we decided uh, last year, whatever didn't sell, we were going to put it at a more reasonable price. And then now it's at that and 30%, and 30% off. Yeah, so it's metal art. Yep. It's Christmas metal art. And I saw, are there all the, uh, no, there's still one of the holiday signs. Those were, uh, people were looking at that. There were two of them, and they bought one. Uh, Santa got moved. There's cute reindeer. Uh, nutcracker guys, the I got a, toy soldiers. I got a wicker deer. That yeah. I don't, I don't know how long it's been here. <laughs> it's well, a, uh, and it's a wicker good deal. Yes, it is. We put it at $25. This is a, almost a full-size deer. <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you could ride this thing. And it does have lights. I have no idea whether it work or not. But it's, okay. it is a steel 
at twenty-five dollars. Right? <laughs> yeah. And is it also? No. Okay, it's not part of the yard. Okay, cool. But twenty-five dollars is better. That's yeah. That's a good I'll, deal. I'll bet you that was four or five hundred dollars at one point. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You and I were talking about it last week too. Yes. And yeah, and so you, it's even a better price than you. Well, we, we ought to get it for Forrest Appleton and put it in his front yard over in Hollywood Park. Oh. Since you want deer in there all the time. I no, think Jerry should probably buy it for a present for him. There don't you, you go. I might do that. All right. So <laughs> we do have living the container-grown living Christmas yep, trees, and they're on sale. Of, yes, they are. And we still have a handful of those. There, there are some cut trees. There's only about uh, six or seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's big ones. We, we still got right here a big one and a short one. Yeah, we were watching a discussion on this, this big one. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they would. I decided to take it. Well, at some point, people are going to get desperate, and we've had people that are driving <laughs> driving an hour to get here to look at seven trees. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. They can't find them anywhere else. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Uh, you got uh, you got plenty of poinsettias. We do. And uh, Calvin wrote an article about how to, how to keep them fresh and... Take care of them in today's paper. Very timely article. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. And he also wrote about some other things we haven't gotten to talk about. Uh, but the, we got uh, we got about a, got a good do, lot of ah, Christmas cactus, right? We, we still yeah. have Christmas cactus, 20% off. We, and, those, those dientas? Yeah. The we dropped them. Uh, 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 better not no. be 68 so Oh, okay. People have been buying. 29 cents. Oh, my four, God. Oh, Lord. Four for a dollar. Wow. <laughs> Where are you going to get that kind of deal? No. What is that? <laughs> the Dianthus. It's all Dianthus. Oh, that's man. great. You I'm ever heard Amazon. of a flat selling for 29 cents? Yeah. Well, I've got inventory coming. And, uh, <laughs> okay. That's I, great. i got I got to... They've been here a little while, so they need to find, yeah. find new homes. Find homes. 29 cents and what? Four for a dollar. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. If you'll do this, too. Now, hopefully they'll all be gone by the time we go start the show tomorrow. <laughs> but if not, we'll do a little feature on them. And we'll okay. talk about, because 29 cents. I mean, I know you're not going to get rich off 29 people getting. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're already on the losing end. Have yeah. you, got, right. any, but have you got any reports on uh, Dianthus and the deer? Do the deer eat them? Uh, the only thing I've found is the calendulas and the snapdragons. Okay. They okay. don't or do? Don't. Don't. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about them tomorrow. And Trace will come visit us in the beginning, maybe, if you can. I'll try. I know you. I know. You've been, you've been busy. <laughs> All right, we'll say goodbye for today. We're not going to tell Calvin that we're – Calvin forgot his phone, so he doesn't know what time it is. <laughs> so as soon as we close the show, we're going to just keep talking and just see if Yeah, Calvin will be he, out here till uh, closing time. <laughs> yeah, I go, man, this show has lost it a long, lasted a long time. All right, on behalf of the docs, thanks to Barry doing a great job getting everybody on the air, and thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m., The Answer.